Welcome to the first Intuition Podcast. On this episode, Dave and I discuss the do's and don'ts 24 hours before your exam. We recorded the session with a live Zoom audience, and if you'd like to join a future show, you can register for them. There's a link in the show notes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the First Intuition Student Forum and Podcast. My name is Ben Bullman. I am a tutor and director with FI and I'm joined this evening by my good friend and colleague Dave Malthouse. Good evening, Dave. Evening, Ben. How are you this week? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. We are, are really now to the business end of exam season for lots of our students. So I've been teaching quite a bit. I was actually in this weekend doing some revision sessions for some audit students. As I joked to a few colleagues, never a chore, even having to go into college on a Sunday for somebody Mm -hmm. like me who absolutely adores the subject of audit. So I have been having a ball. I'm not sure the audit students have been enjoying it quite as much as I have, but they're really developing their answer technique. They're really picking up the language. And I always joke to them for the the three hours of their exam, they need to sound like an auditor. They might not want to at any other time in their life, but for the three hours of the exam, I think they are now getting to the position that they are sounding like auditors. How's your week going, Dave? Uh, it's, it's been good. I, I can't say I've been doing anything as exciting as, as teaching auditing, Ben. Um, but I, I, I had a lovely weekend. My um, my eldest son cashed in his um, his birthday present from last year from from his aunts and had a his first ever flying lesson. So um, we took him to a local airfield. He went up in a little plane and uh, flew around out to the coast and then came back. So that was quite exciting for everyone. Um, and um, the, the other big landmark in our family is that the same son has has for years said that he um, he, he's never going to be an accountant Um, you know he's he's, he can't imagine being an accountant I think probably because you know the adults in the house are are both accountants but he came back from school on Monday looking sad because he'd done his careers advice at school where he had to go onto a computer and he had to input um, loads of data and answer loads of questions that kind of profiled him and um, the number one match for him he was a 100% match as a job as a chartered accountant so um, he's he's a little bit sad and depressed that the the computer's telling him that he needs to be a chartered accountant because that's the career that's best suited to him despite the fact that for years he said he never wants to be an accountant. So I I think now he's very conflicted about whether to follow the computer's advice or follow his gut feel that he doesn't want to be like his dad. What what a fine career it is to pursue. But I've I've got visions of if if he has to do a similar test, whether he'll try and trick the computer and give some false answers just to to divert away from a a potential signpost towards a, a career in accountancy. But um we have got our summer school running. I've already been in contact with his school to say that can he have a couple of days off to come to summer school so I'm just waiting for a response from the head of sixth form. (laughs) Fantastic for those of you that have got friends family members young people who are potentially interested in a career in accountancy we run sessions over the summer I think we've got some running in July the details will be on our website but you can email myself and Dave Um, they can come they can try out what it's like to be an accountancy student find out more we usually get some local employers in to talk to them as well something I always look forward to a highlight of our calendar every year is to kind of talk to the next generation so particularly suitable for really years um, 10 11 
12 and 13, anyone kind of coming to the end of their school or college courses and want a bit more steer on a potential career in accountancy. Uh, first time in in three years, we're running it face to face in in Chelmsford. So anyone in the Essex region, um, yeah, if you've got if you've got people that finished in school, love to see them. I think we've nearly got fifty people that are registered to attend. Um, I, I was speaking to an employer today that we're going to get along to to kind of give some mentoring to um, some of the the students there. So it's going to be a really good event, um, and yeah, hopefully. My eldest son is going to be in the audience seeing, you know, the magic of accountancy. Fabulous. Well, well, as I alluded to, we are now getting up to the, the very serious time of exam season for lots of our students. First full week of June. And as we're recording this, we really got two weeks to go. But the podcast gets released after we've recorded it. So I was conscious when I was thinking of a topic tonight, this could be the episode people are listening to with literally days to go before their exam. And what I thought would be a good a good game to play is for me and Dave to share tips and experiences of some do's and some don't do's for the last 24 hours before your exam sitting. I cheated a bit. I put it out a bit like ask the audience on who wants to be a millionaire. I put it in our instant messenger channel at work and got our skills coaches and our tutors to give me some of their experiences. Dave, I don't know if you've um, consulted with anybody else or whether you've come up with a list of your own, but I thought it would be a bit of fun for us to maybe go through in turn some of our do's and don'ts. I'm sure some of them will overlap and we will have come up with the same things but we might have come up with slightly different things as well. So shall we have a chat through some do's or don'ts if you've got 24 hours to go before um, your next exam? And I always think your next exam is the most important exam of your life so far, isn't it? Because it's the next one. Everything that you've already done now has been done. Uh, absolutely. Um, I, I, I was I came up with my list as I was driving home from Colchester today and I, I was mentally going through my do's and don'ts, then frantically trying to type them up when I came back. So I didn't forget anything. So, um, uh, yeah, mine is strictly from me. Uh, um, if you've used the hive mind of first intuition tutors, then I'm sure you're going to have a more comprehensive and effective list than I've got. So are we going to go through do's first or don'ts first? Which do you want? I honestly don't mind. Should we do the do's? We'll do the, let's, the, let's do the positive, do's. the positive actions rather than the things to avoid. I'm going to hand over to you to go first, Dave. So, what's your first do? Right, my my number one, and this is something that I always did before all my exams. Okay, is sleep. Okay, a good night's sleep. Okay, so go to bed, you know, early. You know, make sure that, you know, you do whatever you need to do in order to sleep. So if you sleep better after having a workout, okay, go to the gym, have a workout for an hour, get that sleep. Okay, you will not function well if you've missed out on sleep and you've only had four hours worth of sleep that night. And I think it's a mistake a lot of people make, um, particularly if they think I'm going to cram as much as I can, stay up really, really late sleep for three hours and then hope to perform in the exam the next day. So my, my number one do is make sure you get a good night's sleep. What's yours, Ben? Listeners and live studio audience, we haven't compared notes beforehand. We deliberately had a quick chat before we were coming on air tonight and we said we won't. We'll just do it as we go through. My number one do is also sleep. Um, I agree with you. Just to add a bit of extra bits that I noted down or colleagues at FI shared with me. Um, 
try and clear your mind to free up that space for sleep. So write down a plan for the morning. Make sure that you've set your alarm and maybe a couple of alarms so you're not worried about that as you are, are falling asleep. Hide your phone. If you want any more advice and tips on sleep, we have run a whole episode of the podcast, one of our very first episodes. If you scroll right the way back through, I think it will certainly be within the first 10 episodes we ever recorded. We had our, our really great tutor, Ian, on to come and talk to us about some hints and tips that he had been sharing with, with students and also adopting himself on sleep. So check that one out. But yes, get a good night's sleep because it will help. I suppose the last thing to add from my point on that, I was in this situation last night. I was wide awake at three in the morning. I've done a presentation today and it was playing on my mind. And what I didn't do was just lay there dwelling on it. I actually got a piece of paper out. I went into another room so I didn't disturb my wife and I made a few notes. And I thought when I come back tomorrow morning, those notes will be there. Now I haven't got that up here. I've actually got it down. And I went back to bed and then I fell asleep. Woke up this morning. The notes were there. I used those um, and I moved forward. But it helped me just kind of clear my mind. I, I can't believe, Ben, you said you said sleep and then you went through other things, other sub things to help you sleep. And one of them you said was set an alarm. Set an alarm is my number four. OK, so, you know, setting alarm, I think, is something that you yeah, make sure that you set an alarm. And, and I was going to talk about planning to, you know, when you're going to get up, planning that schedule of when you're going to get up, when you're going to leave the next day and, you know, giving yourself enough time for all those other things. But, yeah, make sure you set an alarm at the other end. Definitely. Um, what have you got as number two, Ben? Because I, I don't want to completely copy you all the way through. OK, so you let me go first this time. So. Similar really to your kind of planning for the next morning, I would get your stuff sorted out, pack your bag, get your calculator sorted. If you're taking a water bottle, make sure you know where that is. Get your clothes out, decide what to wear the night before, make sure they're all ready. So there is nothing that's going to panic you in the morning. There's nothing that's going to throw you off course from just going through a nice, relaxed, standardized, structured routine. So I've called it pack your bag, but there's more to it than just literally packing a bag, making sure that you've got everything together. You know where everything is. You've checked that your calculator's working. You've made sure that you've got a water bottle. You've kind of sorted out everything that you need well in advance. So you're not rushing around the morning of your exam. I'm going to add something to that, Ben, because I've put, I didn't actually put check your bag and check your clothes and stuff like that down there. But what, what I've said is that the other things that you should check. So I've said, first, first of all, check your venue, check the venue you're going to. Okay. And we did hear last, last exam sitting for ACCA that some people did have their venues changed at relatively short notice. So check your venue, check the time of the exam, make sure you know exactly where you're sitting the exam and when you're sitting the exam. Then look at the route that you're taking to get there. Are you driving? Are you getting a bus? Are you getting a train? OK, if you're driving, check there aren't any roadworks. OK, I got caught out in this two weekends ago, Ben, when I was going to see my dad and I didn't check the routes beforehand. And I didn't realise the M11 was closed northbound and I had to go through 
unknown villages to get there and I arrived at my dad's late okay now fortunately it was only my dad it wasn't the most important exam of my life so far so um you know it was it was okay that I was a bit late but again you know it, buses are there any issues with the buses trains are there any rail issues give yourself enough time in case they're late okay check your venue make sure that you know exactly where you're going you're smiling ben almost like you've got that on your list as well <laughs> that's my number three transport so <laughs> echoing what you've said checking train times i would have a backup train time as well so if the first one's delayed or for whatever reason you miss it, what's the second one that you can still get to your exam venue on time? If you're going to drive, check that you've got enough fuel in the car, particularly in the current scenarios that we've found ourselves in recently. I don't want to overly panic people, but make sure you've got enough fuel, that you've got the directions, that you've checked parking the other end, you know where you're going to park. You've sorted out the, the funds to pay for the parking. Nothing more stressful. I absolutely loathe those pay apps that you need to quote the numbers for when you can't find the number and you're panicking about those things. Try and have a second parking location just in case the first one for whatever reason is closed or full. Being late for an exam adds stress. I think that's a double whammy, actually. Not only do you lose exam time because you are late and you've missed those minutes at the start, You've also psychologically not prepared your mind for the exam. You're more worried about the stress of the lateness. So I think there's two effects of being late. One of our tutors shared in our instant messenger a story that when she was studying, one of her friends and colleagues was an hour late for the exam, failed it by one mark. How frustrating would that be? So if you are late, still go in, take your exam but try and put the, the, the kind of odds against anything that causes you to be late against you by thinking about that preparation. So transport was my number three, Dave. Back over to you. What's your next do? Okay. Um, my, my next few do's, I've also got don'ts associated with them. Okay, so you know, I've got a do do something, but there's also a don't associated with that thing that we'll come back to. So my my next do i've just got eat okay and you're laughing so i'm guessing you've got it too ben the, the, my approach going into an exam was like it was like i was going to going into battle you know and i was a soldier about to go into a war not knowing when my next food was going to come from so i wanted to make sure i was fueled up and ready for the exam okay so i'm going to talk about a little bit about the don'ts when it comes to food okay but do make sure you have a meal the night before. Do make sure you have breakfast. Do make sure that you're fueled up for the exam. If your exam's in the afternoon, do make sure that you have something to eat at lunchtime. What you don't want to have is you know, go in without having eaten for 10 hours prior to your exam. And then yeah, if you're if you're lacking in nutrients, if you're lacking in sugars, then you, know, you don't want your body automatically deciding to prioritize that to fuel your your arms and your nervous system rather than your brain. And I know we've done episodes on you know the the what your brain can do in terms of switching off and switching on kind of the the supplies of sugar. So you want to make sure that you've got enough fuel in your body in order to power your brain to do that exam. So make sure that you are eating you know before you go to bed during the day, in the morning afterwards. I will talk a little bit about the don'ts of eating though in a minute, Ben. So um, did you have eating as well? 
eating is there firmly on my list. I made some notes around breakfast, but I do agree with you, making sure you've eaten something the night before as well. But I do think it's important. And, and I used to be the worst for this. I would be nervous on the morning and actually not feeling like eating something, but try and eat something. Even if you're just taking small bites of a banana, have a packet of biscuits in your bag. Um, I'm no nutritionist, but a couple of the tutors sent me some links. The BBC actually have got an article about the best breakfast you should have before your exam. So go and Google that BBC website, best breakfast before an exam. It talks about slow release carbohydrates, things that actually don't give you a spike, but give you a nice consistent fuel throughout the day and particularly throughout your exam. They talk about things like porridge. They talk about whole grain bread. And I suppose linked to eating is also making sure that you're hydrated. Knowing you, Dave, you've probably put this in as a second point. But I think being hydrated, making sure that your body's had enough water, that you've had enough liquid is going to be very, very important. So it's not just about eating. It's about drinking as well, but eating and drinking the right things. Dave, have you got anything else to add for the do's before we get on and talk about the don'ts? I had a, a... I had a couple more do's. Um, so the, um, the 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 do's that that I had are if you if if you want to do some work and. It, we all want to be perfectly prepared and to be able to spend the last 24 hours relaxing before our exam. But if we do want to do some work, the things that I, I would recommend are if you're doing a case study exam, read through the case study pre-scene. Okay, that's what I would spend my time doing is reading through the pre-scene. And I'm going to talk about that a bit more when we see our don'ts. Review your notes. Okay, Ask someone to quiz you on your notes. I wouldn't be spending time in the day, the 24 hours before the exam, hammering question practice because you're just going to burn out. You need that rest. So a little quiz, reviewing your notes, reading through the pre-scene. That's the kind of work that I'd be doing about 24 hours leading up to the exam. You don't want to go in you know, just being fatigued and being exhausted by all of the question practice that you've done. So I don't know if you've got anything about any last minute studying. Um, I've got some don'ts that are relevant for that bit, but I haven't got any positive do's. I like the idea of reading the advanced information. I like the idea of reading um, your notes back. That's absolutely fine. That's something that will at least feel you're doing something constructive. There's lots of don'ts that I would avoid with your 24 hour time. But a good do is that because you can convince yourself that what you're doing is adding value to your exam preparation. And I think it's quite flippant of us to say, don't worry about studying 24 hours before the exam, because I know that's last on most people's idea of what they should be doing. They want to do something. But you're exactly right, Dave, just making sure that you're not going to burn yourself out. You're not staying up far too late doing additional questions. Go back over stuff, um, read your notes, listen to a podcast. What better thing to do than listen to a, a first intuition podcast? 
in the 24 I think, hours. I think we had a student, didn't we, that, that said that before they went to their, uh, their, their final case study exam, they listened to the podcast episode on doing a case study exam and they said it really helped them prepare for the for the exam and, and it might, might just be you know it just puts you in that frame of mind rather than actually actively makes you make any changes that makes you feel like you're preparing and it's doing it in quite a uh, a passive way rather than something that's actively going to fatigue you and tire you out exactly go back over the old episodes we've got some on there about marking we've got some on there about how to structure answers so yeah sort your playlist out now think about right there are three episodes there and i'm going to listen back to those in the the day before my exam perfect have you got any more do's dave before we move on to don'ts well looking at the time ben i think that if we go to don'ts i I can probably don'tify a do to to make (laughs) it make sense in the second half shall i start off go for it so I said I've got some don'ts around what not to do by way of study. The first thing is I wouldn't start Googling new topics or Googling things to do with the exam. Um, Google is a great tool, but 24 hours before the exam, I think it's likely to throw up areas that you have got no control over being able to do anything about now. It's going to scare you. It's not from this perspective, the most reliable source. And I worry you might actually be thrown off by people's views and opinions as opposed to anything that is official syllabus or professional body content. So I know it's tempting. I know it's the sort of thing that I might be drawn into doing on my phone the night before the exam. I'm sitting there and I'll I'll just Google hedge accounting in case it comes up tomorrow. And before you know it, you are being thrown massively into panic. I don't know any of this. Who's writing this? Where is it coming from? So try and stay off the Internet for those 24 hours before the exam. Easier said than done sometimes, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think I think you're absolutely right. You don't want to. And also it's it's always other people's interpretation. And then it's uh, other people that like to talk about a certain thing that may not be linked to your exam and we we i think we mentioned a few weeks ago going into that youtube rabbit hole of, of link after link after link after link and then realizing oh, i don't know this stuff it's not even on your syllabus it's, it's just someone's decided to record a video on it um my first don't and this is linked to case study exams where there is a pre-scene and um i, I this is something that when i teach SEMA case studies i'm really strict with my students uh, and i tell them that I don't want them to do any practice questions on the weekend before the exam. And I tell them, if you do any practice questions on the weekend before the exam, I'm not going to mark them because I don't want you to do them. And the reason for that is that the pre-seen information is what your exam's based on. If you do a, if you do a practice question based on that pre-seen, that's something that an author somewhere has come up and said, this is a question that links to this pre-scene that we think illustrates a syllabus area. And for example, if in that pre if in that practice question it says the HR director has resigned, I need you to put together a briefing document that talks about how you would go about recruiting for an HR director. And that's in your case study. You're going to go into the exam the next day, and in your mind, you're going to be thinking, the HR directors resigns and you're going to start writing an answer and saying, oh, but obviously we don't have an HR director anymore. 
that's not in the pre-seen information. That's some other author has come up with that as an idea. And if you start doing question practice based on that pre-seed in the 48 hours, 24 hours before the exam, you're going to go into the exam confused about what's actually in the pre-seen information. And you're going to get some confusion between the pre-seen and the questions that you've done. So I'm, I'm really strict. I say weekend before, I don't want you doing question practice based on that pre-seen. I don't mind you reviewing your notes doing your own analysis, rereading the pre-scene, but please do not do any practice questions. It's a massive no for me in that time before the exam. Great tip. Shall I go with my next don't? Go for it. And, and I fear when we start saying about some things to do, people actually can take that too far. My next don't is don't make drastic changes in the 24 hours before the exam. If you're the kind of person that has three cups of coffee every single day, don't give up coffee 24 hours before you sit a very important exam because your body will not cope with that in the short time frame you've given yourself. Dave, you mentioned doing some exercise before you go to bed to get a good night's sleep. If you are a regular person that goes running or does aerobics classes, crack on, have some fun and get your rest afterwards. But if you've not done a workout for the last three months, don't pick the day before your exam to go and do a spin class because you'll barely be able to walk to the exam, let alone type your way through an answer. Um, don't start watching a new box set. As we're recording this, the next series of Stranger Things comes out on Friday. I've got some very excited daughters at home that are planning a big sleepover party with friends on Friday night to watch the new series. You don't want to start watching a new box set on Netflix or Amazon Prime 24 hours before your exam. So, so don't do any big things or make any big changes. You'll never guess, Ben, what I've got on my list. Don't make big changes to your routine. Um, and the things that I had down there were, um, you, know, you, you read online about what improves your brain function. Number one is hydration. There's a massive link between how hydrated you are and how well your brain functions. But don't go into the exam having drunk three litres of water in the morning unless you're used to doing it. Because all you're going to be doing is going to the toilet in the exam and having breaks to go for a wee because you've drunk so much water. So don't do that. Another thing, Ben, what, what is the best food for your brain? What do people always consider you should eat to improve your brain function on a regular basis? Well, th th this is something in the back of my mind is saying fish. Absolutely. Okay. It, it's, it, I don't know whether it's fact or not, but everyone says brain food fish. Okay don't normally eat fish suddenly you're having a prawn salad the night before the exam and it upsets your stomach okay why would you change what you normally eat the day before your exam okay that, that's like saying oh you know what I don't normally have spicy food but I'm gonna have you know a massive hot curry the night before an exam and then hope it doesn't upset your stomach the next morning so don't make massive changes to the things you eat and the things that, the amount that you that, that you say drink or the amount you eat because you don't know how it's going to impact you now I did say at the beginning make sure you eat you know, don't go into the exam after having a three course meal that's going to make you feel tired and sit on your stomach the whole time. Make sure you're fueled, but make sure you're not overfueled. So make big changes about the volume you eat, the volume you drink or the particular diet that you have. So exactly the same. So you don't make big changes to your routine. 
Have you got another one? Do you want to go next this time? Yeah, I, I, I will do. And I, I have a, a, a routine that I need to adhere to. So I, I have to play hockey again tonight. So I will be off fairly shortly. So um, the, the other things that I've got, and I'll quickly, uh, I'll go through a, a, another couple linked to one of my do's earlier. Don't stay up all night cramming. OK, uh, you know, an hour of extra study is, is for me, not as productive to exam success as an hour of extra sleep. Um, don't do that thing where you say, oh, just go out for a quick drink with some mates. OK, just, to, you know, just just relax. I'll go to the pub, play some pool, have a pint and then I'll be relaxed and be able to sleep. OK, it's not the best preparation. OK, you know, we talked about being hydrated, alcohol dehydrates you. So it's not going to improve your brain function. And, you know, I think we all know about the, the power of our friends in a pub and a pool table to distract us from the things that we should be doing. One pint can easily turn into two or three. And that's really not setting you up for success. So, you know, don't be tempted by all those things. By all means, when you finish the exam, go out, play pool, go to the pub, have a couple of drinks to celebrate, but don't don't get your celebration in first. Um, so they're, they're the other things that I had as don't do's before the exam. Okay, what about you, Ben? What else do you have? I've got a couple more. I've got don't talk too much to other people sitting the exam. I know it's tempting if you've got friends and colleagues that are also preparing for the same exam as you. Um, we've talked about this on previous episodes. As much as you want to help and support each other, and you can certainly do that in the run up to the exam, in the last 24 hours, it can actually cause some unnecessary panic and some worry that they might start talking about things that you can't remember. And then you get into a bit of a spin. So um, be polite to people, but also acknowledge that, that you might need a bit of your own space. And then my final point is. Don't allow negative thoughts to take over. Now, I know that's easier said than done, but try and be aware of your mental attitude. Breathe and focus on positive things. Say to yourself, you are prepared for the exam. You're going to give it your best shot. The worst thing that can happen is I fail and I resit it in two weeks time or three months time or whenever the next exam sitting is for the one that you are taking. Try and harness positive energy. Music is great for that. If you've got favorite songs, songs that can really get you motivated, put on your favorite disco tracks, put on your favorite dance music or pop songs that you can sing to, but try and avoid those negative thoughts taking over. And you need a bit of self-awareness for that to hopefully be able to manage your own mind and direct things towards positive thoughts and positive sentiments. So I hope that this session has been useful. We've had some live students as we usually do in the forum tonight. So they've been chatting with each other in the chat box and sharing their own thoughts and experiences. Lots of positive energy, which is fantastic, wishing each other the best of luck and best wishes for the exams. Myself and Dave echo that really, really best wishes for your exams. Think back how hard you've worked. You deserve to do well. So please take that positive energy forward. Thank you for listening. We've got a little bit of a break now because it's bank holiday week coming up. So there will be no live episode or podcast next week. Please use that time effectively. 
You can go back over the previous episodes. I believe tonight is episode 94. So there are lots of episodes that you can go back over. Thank you so much for attending. Thank you so much for listening. As we were coming on the session tonight, I had a quick look. We were exactly 24,000 downloads of previous episodes. So thank you, everybody, for downloading. Go back and look over old episodes. Please continue to share the podcast links and tell people about it. Share the links on social media, on LinkedIn. If you've got a LinkedIn account, talk to friends and colleagues. Everybody is welcome to download and listen. Um, We'll be back in a couple of weeks. So good luck with your exams. Look after each other. And we will speak to you next time on the first Intuition Podcast. 